You're listening to the Access Success Podcast, produced by Access U, a division of Access Advertising and Public Relations. Hey, let's do something big. I'm your host, Rachel Schneider. Welcome to the Access Success Podcast, where we highlight important topics focused on education in every form it takes. So a few weeks ago, I started volunteering with my local chapter of Junior Achievement here in Southwest Virginia. Junior Achievement's mission is to inspire and prepare young people to succeed. The inspiration piece comes from community volunteers like myself, who deliver lessons to local students promoting financial capability, work and career readiness, and business ownership. And in that process, volunteers serve as role models, sharing their experience in the workforce and helping to positively impact young people's perceptions about the importance of education and critical life skills. So in studio joining me today are not one, but two representatives from Junior Achievement of Southwest Virginia, JA President Carrie Garnett. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi, Carrie and Amina Alzmati, a nonprofit founder and intern at Junior Achievement. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah, it's great for you both to be here. I'm so glad you're here today. And we have seen growing momentum recently for students to learn more about personal finance before graduating high school. Carrie, I'm going to toss this first question to you. Why do you think this hasn't been a requirement in the past? Because it is kind of surprising that they teach things like calculus and algebra, but not necessarily personal finance? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we've all maybe asked ourselves or parents. I remember my mom saying, why don't they teach you guys these things at school? I heard that a million times. And I think we've all asked ourselves that. Um, But I think, uh, you know, over the past, you know, I guess post 9-11 world with recessions and a lot of uncertainty, uh, I think young people especially are feeling less secure about their future. So I think that's uh, where this momentum has come from is people not feeling secure about their future and uh, people, you know, just taking responsibility for that. And like, we really do need to teach these kids these important life skills. So, you know, our communities can thrive even in times of, um, you know, scary times. Could you explain how you first became involved with Junior Achievement and what this mission means for you? Sure. Uh, So I first found out about Junior Achievement at my last job. I worked at Freedom First Credit Union um, where I managed a financial literacy program and we had previously worked with Junior Achievement, some of our staff, and providing volunteers for the programming. So that's actually how I found out about it. I, even though I'm from Roanoke, I'd never really had uh, ex- exposure to junior achievements. So, um, you know, my last job, we were uh, providing financial literacy for adults, but I really loved the idea of, uh, you know, getting to the kids early before they be- reached adulthood uh, and maybe some crisis situations. So uh, it piqued my interest for sure. Uh, and then uh, I saw that. Um, the past president was retiring, and I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to, uh, you know, grow in that space and, and become involved more in the preventative uh, or inspiring part of financial literacy, rather than you know later on when they're in crisis mode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, what are your goals as president, looking to the future, future of junior achievement? What are some of the things that you would love for? students to accomplish here in Southwest Virginia? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Again, I'm from Roanoke, Virginia. I I grew up a kind of lower income family. I didn't really understand a lot of 
opportunities that existed for me here. Um, so that's kind of my mission is to really expand the minds of the kids here and the youth here. Um, you know, Southwest Virginia can be a little isolated. Uh, we can feel like there aren't a lot of opportunities here sometimes, but there are. There's so many amazing things happening, so many great uh, new businesses that are always starting. And I really want uh, to reach kids and, and let them know that you can make something of yourself here and there's just so much you can do here. So that's that's really my goal is to be and to provide what I needed as a kid for other kids in Roanoke and surrounding areas. And why is financial literacy and, entre- and entrepreneurship so important for kids to start talking about and learning about and thinking about even before they get close to start making their own money? Because the youngest junior achievement program, I mean, I think it's like kindergarten, kindergarten or first yeah. grade, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're being honest, finance and money kind of is in everything. It's intertwined in everything that we do in society. And uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, kids just aren't connected to where they are in the community or what purpose they serve or, you know, uh, where they can find footing in their own community. So that's a lot of what we do uh, intertwined with the financial literacy. We, we ask them, you know, who are you in your community? What problems can you solve? Um, what are some things you like about your community? Where do you see yourself? And getting those wheels turning in their head early can get them excited about solving problems in the future. So it's, it's really like planting those seeds and just getting those wheels turning at an early age so that later on in life they have those foundations and they can you know, if they want to start their own business or, you know, just be successful in general, they, they've had that, that message given to them over and over and over to where it sticks. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hate to bring up the C word, but I think COVID brought a lot of people's attention to how they could make money online, too, and yeah. just working yeah. remotely. So there's so many opportunities in the digital age for entrepreneurship, too, in person and then uh, in the digital world. So do you see this as a growing trend for the next generation to want to work for themselves? Oh, one million percent. And I will defer to Amina, um, who I believe started her nonprofit during COVID. Yeah, times. so it started during COVID. Yeah. 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 So, tell I mean, us about yeah, that. tell us. Yeah, so um, my nonprofit it was originally called Cope with COVID, but then I changed it later to Little Crayons. And um, I started it in November of 2020, so back when COVID was bad and mm-hmm. everything was shut down. And um, it's it was a nonprofit aimed towards bringing back play into kids' lives during that really stressful time. Um, a lot of kids weren't getting the like social interactions they needed and they weren't playing as much. And so Little Crayons um, provided craft kits to kids in hopes of bringing back some of that playfulness into their day. Um, and so, you know, I distributed, you know, 100 craft kits a week to um, underserved or low-income households through um, was through the YMCA there was like a food distribution um, program going on because of COVID so I did distribute it through that Um, yeah and at the end I think I ended up distributing around 3,000 in total Um, that's amazing yeah it's really awesome yeah well, I mean, you know, being a young person, you're a freshman in college. Right. So I, I think, you know, it is going to be a trend. I think uh, not to kids your age, you, right. but yeah. kids your age, you know, uh, you guys are really empathetic and you really want to solve problems and mm-hmm. you're really community minded. So even right. just hearing about 
that nonprofit that you started, I, I just think that's happening everywhere with young people and, um, you know, having some financial literacy as the foundation to those inspiring ideas. I think right. it's just a match made in heaven. Yeah, and it's happening all over the world, like in Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, people, mainly women, are actually starting more of their, they're becoming entrepreneurs, they're starting their businesses, because it's not, it's more common for the male to go and um, to college. So, you know, those who don't go, they, they've actually started to start their own businesses, and younger people are getting more involved with, like, online and doing a lot of stuff online and mm -hmm. just doing simple, like, um, interactions and kind of in the beginnings of starting their business so yeah yeah it's awesome. that's a great point yeah it's also I think technology has made that information and uh, initiative a little bit more accessible mm -hmm. to people yeah. if they have that available so that's a great point exactly yeah well congratulations on the success oh, of that nonprofit you. I mean that's a wonderful cause and you know we're so happy that you were able to do that can you tell us a little bit about what helped you bringing your idea to life? Like right. when you knew that was something you wanted to do, what were some of the skills and entrepreneurship um, assets that came into the fold for you and mm -hmm. things that maybe you had to figure out? Right. I think the main thing, honestly, was my mom. She kind of helped me brainstorm ideas and come up with different ways that it could um, it could grow. So in the beginning, I was just kind of giving it away to kids in my neighborhood and um, in my community that I was close with. And then later on, she came up with the idea of partnering with YMCA. I also used a lot of resources in my high school. Um, I gathered volunteers from um, the National Honor Society because they have to complete a certain amount of service hours. So I did recruit volunteers from there and we were able to work on the craft kits together. Um, so I think, yeah, just my support system and um, just different things that my school offered really helped me with starting the nonprofit and getting as many craft kits out to kids as I could. Um, so yeah, I think that's helped the most. Yeah, that's great that you were able to utilize those resources right. and then wrote people in to help too, because I'm sure it was not only, you know, a requirement for people, but with a cause like that, how yeah. can you not want right. to yeah. make craft kits? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, as an agency, you know, our team here at Access U knows that branding and marketing is also a huge part if you're starting a business and it can make a big difference in your business's performance. So Carrie, I'm curious, because I know we touched on this a little bit when we've talked before, but mm -hmm. how does JA touch on strategies there for students when it comes to branding their businesses or even, you know, at the high school level, you kind of have to start branding yourself for jobs. Right. And that's exactly uh, what we teach them, that you are the brand. Yeah, and and I feel point. like it's wonderful that, you know, the younger generation, Gen X, or, or not Gen X, Gen Z, <laughs> um, you know, they're so global. You know, they can talk to anyone in the world right. and see what's going on. It's awesome. But there's also a lot that comes with that in terms of, you know, how you put yourself out there. And um, so, I, you know, we definitely build that into our curriculum. Just, you know, messaging is really important. And that, that messaging happens every day in your everyday life, not just you know, on your, on your website that you build or whatever. It starts, you know, at home and your friends and your network and all of that. Yeah. Amina, I'm curious, what advice would you have for students or other adults out there who maybe mm. want to start their own nonprofit, uh, you know, as you did when you were um, in high school? Yeah, I think using social media is really important. I think um, 
mainly I used Facebook because the people I wanted to target were more of like the older um, older uh, moms. So, so most of them are on Facebook. So I did use that. Um, just knowing who you are targeting and knowing how to um, change whatever you are presenting in a way that would be interesting to them is important. And um, yeah, so I think using social media, um, asking other people who have started a similar thing, like a nonprofit or a business, what they did, um, just using on, like online resources. There's a lot of stuff you can find online about um, marketing or about starting something. So I think, yeah, doing all that would be a good start. And the, it's just trial and error. It's just like figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And you can't do that if you aren't trying in the first place. And so I think those are the main things, yeah. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Carrie? Yeah, I think an important piece of what you've you've said this whole time is uh, using your network and your support system. Right. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't have that, and I think that's what makes JA a little different than you know just finding an online curriculum where you can learn about finances. We provide people from the community, mm -hmm. from the business community put them in the school so that kids have someone to talk to and ask questions to. And, uh, and Rachel, I know that you're volunteering right now. There could be someone in your class that, you know, never thought about doing podcasts or being on the news one day or anything like that, but they could use you seeing you in person and uh, you could be a mentor towards them one day or they'll remember who you were and that you came to talk to them and just having that external network too. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. you don't talk to them every day or whatever, but there's people in your community that can inspire you and that you can ask questions. So yeah, never be afraid to reach out yeah. or, or find opportunities to talk to people in the community. Yeah, I'm so grateful for it to create that connection within the community so people can, or kids can see that image in person and be able to ask questions about, you know, different jobs or tell us about their dream jobs. And it's, you know, for fifth graders that I'm teaching right now, it's adorable, right? Because a lot mm -hmm. of them want to be NFL quarterbacks. And, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but hey, if they're dreaming, or maybe they might end up in sports marketing or, you know, want to be a coach. And okay. those are great. I mean, it's just great to start thinking about what your career could look like and start imagining those avenues. What's it like for you um, being involved with the organization at the level that you're at now to see student entrepreneurs come into the fold or nonprofit founders like Amina? I mean, it's exciting. Uh, I, I think Roanoke has so much talent here, whether you're born here or not. Um, I think, you know, there's just so much creativity. So I get really excited. Uh, meeting young people especially that have started their own thing or want to start their own thing because um, you know I've started a nonprofit in the past as well it's all it's really difficult it's hard but it's fun and you learn a lot and I, I just think uh, the m more I can do to support that and get the word out for people I, th I think it's just really rewarding it's, it's exciting mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I do have one more question for you guys, since this is the Access Success Podcast. Would mm -hmm. you be able to share a recent success story, either personally or professionally? Amina, you go first. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, a recent success, I think um, a big one would be uh, getting into the college that I'm in right now. Um, you know, I we couldn't have afforded it if out of pocket so I did get a full ride which is something I'm very proud about congratulations yes, yeah and you're you. attending Hollins University Hollins University what yes. are you studying um, I'm doing a double major in psychology and business 
and um, yeah, so I'm doing that, and it's it's really great so far. It's been a really good experience. I'm in my second semester, and I love everything about you know my studies and the school itself and everything about the community. It's just great. Yeah, that's exciting. Congrats! Yeah. Thank again. you. Congratulations. What about you, Carrie? What's your oh, recent man. win? Recent win. There's so many. Uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, starting uh, position as a the president of uh, JA Southwest Virginia's. Uh, I'm proud of myself. I'm excited to be here. But I think on a different note, uh, watching my daughter be an entrepreneur and start mm-hmm. her own thing has been my biggest win uh, lately, I think. Uh, you know, she grew up, you know, I was a young mother and always working two or three jobs and starting things and starting projects. And some of them didn't work out and some of them did. And I, I think I was able to instill a lot of uh, grit and work ethic in, in her. And watching that play out right now has just been amazing. Uh, she's wonderful. 18 yeah, and just great. running her own business. And uh, just it's been really inspiring to watch her do her thing. So uh, I think that's my, my biggest success story lately. Mm-hmm. You want to plug her business? Tell the audience about her <laughs> sure. business. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, her name is Kennedy. Uh, she does nails uh, and um, makeup and hair and things like that. She, I don't know. She just does anything creative with beauty. She's just uh, amazing at all that she does. But uh, she has she, uh, her own little nail salon and has customers every single day. I don't know how she she uses social media for sure. That's great. Um, but yeah, she knows how to target her audience. She knows how to use her creativity to target the exact type of clientele and customers that she wants. And it's just been great to watch her uh, succeed on her own. You know, she's doing it all on her own, and it's, it's great to watch. Hey, well, congrats to her and to you being able to see that come to life. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. And sh- those are skills that, you know, you get to carry on, like, for the rest of your life too you know mm. they aren't they aren't going to go away these experiences are just going to enhance what she's able to do beyond right. um or maybe even expanding this business so yeah exactly that's mm-hmm. great guys yeah. well thank you so much is there anything else you wanted to add just about junior achievement or how people can get involved if maybe they want to volunteer sure yeah we're always looking for volunteers uh, we do k through 12 so um you know we have a lot of different curriculum a lot of different classrooms that are available uh for volunteers to come in and teach you know we do train you. Uh, it's not a huge time commitment, usually about an hour a week for about a month, nothing crazy. Um, we, you know, we would love to have more people in the community, in the business community especially, come in uh, just to be that face in front of the kids that they can they can touch and see, you know, like this person's in my community and they're successful and they care enough about me to come in and, and let me share my dreams with them. So we're always looking for more volunteers. So uh, if you're interested, uh, you can visit our website. It's J-A-S-W-V-A, like southwestvirginia.org. And there's lots of resources on there and ways you can sign up. Perfect. And we'll include those links in the description of the episode. Thank you guys both again for being here. It's been great having you today. And again, for those watching or listening, thank you for tuning into the Access Success Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Access Success Podcast produced by AccessU, a division of Access Advertising and Public Relations. Find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with what the world of education needs to hear at AccessU Agency and connect with us at accessu.com. Let's do something big.